All right, Lauren Hill featuring Bob Marley. Turn your lights down low, taking us to almost 10 minutes before 5 o'clock. Mukona Justice Marandela giving us a shout out there on Twitter from Honeydew saying Gamushumo. Thank you so much. And on our wellness corner, uh, Ace Maganya says, Morning, Asa. When the year starts, you plan around your salary, but the prices are increasing every day. Now you have to, now, how are you going to save when now you have to go back to what you have saved and used it? Thanks, Mnyamezeli uh, Ace Maganya there. Yeah, it's a challenge, eh? And we're talking about uh, reflecting and then what that means for how you start your new year and the mapping out of what life needs to be there, saving being one of it, if you missed that chat we had earlier with Sipo Mbele. So let's get into our NGO profile. We Will Speak Out South Africa is a coalition that we talked to today. So in 2013, Tear Fund SA undertook research led by the Stellenbosch University Unit for Religion and Development Research that listened to the voices of survivors about their experience with local churches. What came out very strongly was that the first place they wanted to go to when something traumatic happened was their church, and it was often the last place they got the support they needed. So this gave birth to the WWSOSA chapter, that is the We Will Speak Out South Africa chapter in South Africa, within a global WWSOSA movement. Initially, it was an informal collective, and in 2016, work began to establish a formal structure and WWSOSA registered as an NPO and, B and PBO in April of 2017. Let's find out more from uh, Ms. Daniela Genrich, who is coordinator of the We Will Speak Out Coalition, which is hosting the Secretariat of two wider bodies, namely Faith Action, that's a, a national one, and Side by Side, which is a global movement. Ms. Uh, Genrich, thank you for joining us. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you, Asanda. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you so much. So let's talk about the key principles then of uh, the We Will Speak Out South Africa and then we'll talk about how you connect with the other bodies. Sure. So underlying um, all our work um, is key is that we take our lead from survivors themselves rather than deciding what they need uh, as those who are experiencing it um, firsthand. Uh, secondly, uh, underlying all our work is a recognition that gender-based violence is fundamentally a sin and is recognized as such across all religions. We mm -hmm. also ensure that all the work that we do is collaborative and acknowledges the work of all the partners because we are a coalition and uh, the work that we do both nationally and globally is about supporting and strengthening the work that is happening in the faith sector to shift institutional norms because of the importance of the faith sector in that over, as you know, I'm sure that over 85% of South Africans are religious in nature. And so we have a huge responsibility as faith leaders uh, to shift the understandings, the old patriarchal understandings of gender relations and other underlying uh, attitudes towards women that that need to be changed and um, that, that we can begin to work towards peace and harmony and relationships in which all people are respected as created in the image of God. Is it gender-based violence, then, that the group focuses on, or other traumas you find that you deal with as well? 
Well, I think gender-based violence is part of an uh, intersectional web of oppressions that are linked to race and class, as well as ethnicity, particularly in this country. So, you know, we can't really separate uh, gender-based violence from other forms of violence, but um, underlying everything is this assumption of male superiority and uh, the female's need to submit which creates a kind of fertile ground for all kinds of violence. And similarly, the racial assumptions about white people being superior and a similar kind of privilege. So it's also structural in the sense that, Mm. um, you know, even the the faith institutions themselves are largely led by men, patriarchal, um, and, and teach certain assumptions which creates a fertile ground for a disrespect for for the dignity of women and even children. So let's talk about how you connect then with Faith Action, which is a national collective, as well as the global movement side by side. Yes, so Faith Action to End Gender-Based Violence um, is a collective that was launched in June 2020. In response, if you remember, after the hard lockdown, mm-hmm. there were these increasing incidents of of femicides and really brutal forms of gender-based violence. And that was also just after the launch of the National Strategic Plan on gender-based violence and femicide. And we came together as a faith sector, particularly then under the leadership of UN Women and Sonke Gender Justice's faith section, as well as um, SACC to some extent, to say, do we not have a particular responsibility to be part of influencing our nation in multi-stakeholder efforts to end gender-based violence and femicide. Mm -hmm. So we have um, a number of of, um, programs that we work on together in a collaborative, but we also support one another um, working in our own spaces. And uh, we, we try and build our internal capacities as a faith sector as well as more broadly in society. We have a Faith Leaders Gender Transformation Program that we've been piloting um, that now takes place over 10 months, which Mm -hmm. is a a holistic program that addresses four dimensions of of, uh, ways of ensuring that faith leaders become change agents in their institutions. And the first is their personal acknowledgement of their personal Um, positioning in terms of how they were socialized in terms of gender. Secondly, the theory around gender and gender-based violence. Thirdly, looking at theology in transformative, liberative ways. Mm. And lastly, uh, supporting um, the the faith leaders in terms of the changes that they make, the, the ways they open the conversations in their own faith communities, because faith communities themselves have to shift and become safe and inclusive spaces and model the kind of society that they are saying that they would like to to create in, in our society. Um, we also work on, um, uh, the, uh, together with, with other partners, again, we have about 20 partners working together on the Faith Leaders Gender Transformation Program, mm-hmm. and there are also numerous partners working on a gender-based violence trauma response training for faith leaders to equip them 
um, to offer targeted, safe and effective support to gender-based violence survivors who are very often stigmatized in our faith communities rather than supported. We're developing an online community of learning platform also because many can't take the time to go to training programs even online. And mm-hmm. so it's about building um, a, a, a faith community that is supporting one another in um, addressing these changes. And lastly, we're building a training program for faith leaders to address intimate partner violence and the impacts on the family. Um, and, and lastly, to say that we are um, embarking on um, a campaign and a joint journey across all faiths um, in a faith sector gender-based mobil- uh, violence mobilization campaign, which will be also about listening to different faith voices. What are the issues? They're not all the same across the different faiths. How can we respect one another more and how can we work together more on the issues that are common? Mm. And we're working towards statements of confession and commitment among all our faiths. And then we are able to support one another much more clearly with a clear action plan that is specific to the different faith um, uh, communities, but also works with one voice in terms of speaking into society in terms of what are some of the underlying issues we need to address as a society to end this, what um, President um, Ramaphosa has just said at the summit, that he used to say that gender-based violence and femicide were the second pandemic, but he now has said that gender-based violence is the first pandemic, the primary pandemic. And so we're also joining voices together to say if it is the primary pandemic, if the country was able to mobilize resources and safety measures for all people around COVID, we need it to become a a priority issue across the nation also that gender-based violence is addressed to effectively. How do we connect uh, with the We Will Speak Out Coalition? So we will speak out coalition. We were one of the founders of of the of the Faith Action, and we now are the secretariat of the Faith Action Collective, and support it in in uh, every possible way. Okay. Um, and then so social media of, handles and and all that. Uh, yes, we um, we have a Facebook page, which. Um, I have not got in front of me. Okay, but, but I'm sure we can um, we can search those. You can find Facebook. it, yes, and uh, Instagram also. You can find it, and our web. We've got two websites. The one is uh, for we will speak out, which is five W's, but with a point in between www.wwsosa.org.za, and the second is www faith with a number two and gbv.org.za and right. you can find information on the we will speak out website okay. on the faith action we'll find it all of it there well we are completely out of time thank you so much daniela daniela genrich is coordinator of the we will speak out coalition and that's our show today our quote of the morning let's say it again you can do some rather extraordinary things if that's what you really believe 
end quote. By Tony Morrison, these words were given us, who is an American novelist. Thanks to all our sound awakers, Joey Lichodi on production, Phineas and Tuba, I'm Asanda Peta. Bye-bye from us. We hand you over to Anne Musa with the news. It's a minute past five.